What's good? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great for uh, for a Thursday afternoon. Can't complain. Sun's shining. The raw dogs are winning. Yeah, the how the how hungarys are on a bit of a tear. So no complaints from me. I don't know if uh, our uh, third host here is gonna say the same. What's up, boys? What's up, buddy? Holy, on, the original crew Fuck. back together. Long time no pod, man. It's been a minute. It's been way too long. Thankful to be back here with you guys. I forgot what you sounded like. <laughs> I sound great, don't I? Yeah, you great. sound you sound like a you sound like a pile of mud. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just saying fucking the hungriest. What is that now? Six in a row. That's six straight for the how hungry are you? How does it I'm feel? Feels good, actually. Uh, you know, like I've had a few tough uh, regular seasons in a row dating back to uh, 2016. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to jinx it here, but I'm pretty sure you're approaching PMFL history. And if you were to win this week, I think you may have the all time record for a longest win streak. <laughs> wow. You just jinxed it. I cannot <laughs> believe you just said that. Thanks for jinxing it. <laughs> you, you sick fuck you. Oh, you just mushed them. <laughs> What a, what a crooked start. Ooh, what are you cracking there? <laughs> uh, what am I rocking today? An endless summer golden ale. So, oh, love that. Summer, Bring summer, back the summer. Summer's not over. <laughs> Don't give up on summer. That's great. Tarps off in my office right now trying to catch a tan. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Can't say the All way. right. Welcome back, everyone. The date is November 7th. <laughs> Uh, 2019, we are back for episode 10 of the PMFL podcast. Great week all around for some, not so great week all around for others, but uh, should we should we pop into some some recaps here? Let's, Let's do pop. it. Let's pop the cherry. Uh, where do we want to start? Start at the top of the order. Sure thing. So that's uh, you and El Guapo. Yep. So, what? Uh, Hold on. What? What? What do you mean by top of the order? Are you seeing it? Yeah, I'm looking like, at what the do you mean by that. There's like week nine matchups. I was just wondering if you guys had them all in the same order as me. No, I think it's different because I think it's your different for everyone. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I figured. Okay, I just just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> but El Guapo, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's what I was thinking. I thought it was different for everyone, but then James said my matchups but then i thought it might have been the same but anyways let's get on with it here yeah no you just wanted to start with yourself that's okay though <laughs> uh, six oh. straight wins we might as well get it out of the way yeah, yeah 400 good. passing yards from matt stafford uh, I thought he's I rolling being, i thought i was being crafty slotting him in over lamar um lamar showed me that he can dominate anyone um i called it last week i said watch lamar jackson run for more points than stafford this week you did um he's- He's a goddamn video game, that guy. He's a running back. I love he's watching Mike, him play. Mike yeah, Vick. He's straight as hell. He's better um, than Vick. Ooh. Ooh. I'd say easy. It's, he's in his second year. He's already way better than Vick ever was. Five Vick, minutes. Had, oh, Vick had a lot of swag. Like, he was good. But, like, the, I think the farthest Vick ever took a team was the conference championships. And I think Lamar's... He called a Super Bowl when they drafted him. You better believe they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. That's what he told wow. prime time. <laughs> what a quote. Uh, as, as long as the Patriots are there, I don't see them not making it to the Super Bowl. But anyway. 
Hopefully. Those, stink, mean, those stinking Patriots. Yeah. It was, uh, it was um, a tough week for Kev, though. He had uh, four players combined for a total of nine points. It's hard to get a win when uh, when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys see that Carlos Hyde when he fumbled <laughs> it on the one-yard line? Yeah. That, I think that would have won in the game, no? Uh, oh, no. It not have, enough. But that would have no, been an eight-point swing. Eight-point swing, not enough. Also, though, I mean, he still fucking put up 160 rush yards. Yeah. A buck he 60. You could have had a monster <laughs> day. <laughs> and Mark Ingram, too, had a pretty surprising game against the Patriots. Yeah, very surprising, actually. Fucking the Patriots are mortal, man. Fuck those guys. They probably lost on purpose. We've been waiting all season for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it it's like tough. I mean, things he could have done. Okay. Um, oh, actually, no, never mind. He's got a billion running backs, I was going to say. Sitting AP is uh, tough, but he couldn't have played a fourth running back due to the current PMFL voted in format. Yep. <laughs> well, he could he could have played Hunter Renfro instead of Thielen. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, that would have definitely it. helped. <laughs> I think he's played Thielen like twice now when he's been injured. Back-to-back well, Thielen, weeks. Thielen, uh, yeah. He had a target in that game before exiting with the... the it's like starting with Deshaun Jackson and then having him fucking walk off the tummy ache. Yeah, as someone yeah. who has a perennial injury history with hamstrings, it's very tough to play on an injured hamstring. So, mm. While we're on the topic of the Pats, it's tough that in a game where the Pats defense put up four points and the booze bags put up like, what, 140-something, mm-hmm. that the cold hustlers were still able to fucking win. Uh, what a game yeah. like Trevor. <laughs> That's just... Should we move on yeah. to that matchup? It was a nice segue. Yeah, it was a good segue. Um, that's just nice. that's Very just nice. fantasy football, and sometimes luck hits you on the right side. And this week, it hit him on the wrong side with Cold Hustlers putting up a whopping one sixty four, which gave them the highest score of the week, right? Yeah, it did. That's you know correct. what's disgusting is we said just just before we you had El Guapo four players combining for nine points for the Cold Hustlers. Three players, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Kenyon Drake combined for 104 fantasy points. Three players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark wow. has been just littered with luck with that Kenyon Drake trade. Patriots D. Wilson having a career year. Like, he has a horseshoe up his yeah. ass. He must be just living Absolute clean. Luck He's just living clean. Huh. <sighs> yeah. Cheers. Absolutely living clean. I was looking up. I was. <laughs> I didn't even notice that I'm so right now, but uh, um, <laughs> I was looking up Tyler Lockett right now. He's the wide receiver four currently. And where do you? What number of wide receiver do you think? I would say like twenty-two, maybe eighteen. Was he like a sixth round guy, fifth, sixth round guy? I think it was fourth round, but James, you're pretty close there. He's wide receiver seventeen yeah. off the board, so that's yeah, a no good kidding. value. That's I wonder if that's is that a better jump than Godwin? Ooh, Godwin was drafted pretty high. Um, yeah, I think Godwin maybe like a f- fourth yeah, or Godwin fifth guy, or fourth fifth round guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to mention on, on the other side. Of the Godwin, ball, Godwin was two spots on the after. other side of the ball. There, 
Tariq Cohen has been a major disappointment this year. Dude, Tariq Cohen doesn't belong anywhere close to a starting lineup on anyone's team. Even the hard-ons. No. Like, he, he should not be flirting with starting for anybody. Well, it's, it's tough to fault him, though. Like That team is just a dumpster fire right now offensively. Yeah, I think the Bears need to go. I have the trade deadlines passed, but like I don't know. The Bears almost should go into fucking tank mode. They need a new QB. They need, Na- yeah. Nagy's like on the, I'd say on the hot seat. Like, I mean, he won coach of the year last year, and like he's possibly the worst coach of the year this year. Such high expectations. Yeah, they've been they've been junk. Uh, Trevor had a nice start for Jimmy G, though. And Trevor's whole team contributed except for Tariq Cohen. And I also think, like, so James Conner was injured for that game. Uh, the final score was, like, he put in Tariq Cohen for James Conner. I think if James Conner played and had a good game, then Gores maybe wins that one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough to say, really, without knowing for sure. <laughs> It's tough to beat a 44 spot from Russell. That's Wilson, stack. So. That's the stack of the year, right? It is right behind uh, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley. <laughs> I actually I did some research on the top stacks this year, and I, I got the top three. Uh, so the number one stack. Wait, is... let me guess. Let me guess. Let us guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, number one stack. Okay. Who do you think yeah. it is? Wilson Lockett. Yeah. Number, number two. two. Um, ooh. 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 Is it? I want to be biased and say something about somebody who runs such. Smooth, <laughs> is that your final answer? You're locking it in. I'm not talking. Um, by the way, I'm not saying like overall best stack of all teams. I'm saying like on the PMFL starting rosters, which teams have the best stacks? Got oh, it. so oh, well, you only had okay. Stafford for a few weeks, so that Stafford Kenny G stack isn't gonna gonna be in the top three. Okay, well then Dak and Amari have to be up there, no? Yep, Dak and Amari come in, I believe, at two. Okay, and then number three. It was close between two and three. Oh fuck, Tanner, help me out here. Holy shit, is there a, is there a third stack? There is a league? formidable one. A formidable is it one? On a, a winning yeah. team or it's a, a winning or team, a yeah. Seven team. What? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I'm stumped. <laughs> uh, who's Joey's quarterback? Let's not spend too much no. time on this, but if you guys <laughs> no, don't... No, this is going to bug me. This is going to bug me. Yeah, this is absolutely blowing me up. You get um, it? Does this count Rodgers and Jones? Yeah, it's Rodgers and Jones. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't cons- I thought a stack... Not necessarily. I mean, Jones is catching so much out of the backfield as it is. I think he's got... Like, and four or five receiving touchdowns this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough. All right. All right. Yeah. So Speaking of the, the Copenhagen Cowboys, let's move on to uh, the Skunks and, and, and the Copes. Another great transition there. <laughs> yeah, killing it today. Uh, big day for Mike Evans wasn't enough to save the Skunks, even with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones having a real down game. Bass pulls the win out with uh, clutch performances from Jameson Crowder, Devin Singletary, and Har- Harrison Butker. Not the usual <laughs> suspects, but you got to find ways to win this. This you got to find ways to win this late in the season. So hats off to them. Yeah, exactly. Good time. Good teams find a way to win, um, and that's exactly what he did there. Mm-hmm. Zeke have, had a a decent game. Not something. Not not really what you want from your RB one, your first pick. But he put up double digits, which is. 
always happy to see that. Juju still, I don't know. How do we feel about Juju? Uh, bus. He's a bus this year. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. When once Big Ben goes down, it's yep. tough to trust him. As soon as AB left, man, he's seeing he's seeing quarterbacks a bit of a pussy. Yeah, I've seen ghosts. Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Basso, like on the other I'm side sorry, of the coin, ahead, Mike ahead, Evans. Tanner. Oh my gosh, I was just gonna say, Mike Evans is absolutely popping off. You see his targets in the past three games: 16, 12, 17. <laughs> a couple hundred eighty-yard plus games, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah it's a game of roulette with them. He's with playing Mike football. Evans and Chris Godwin right now. Is Evans the number two receiver after Michael yeah. Thomas? He's um, had a 40-point game in two 30 games, so. He's, he's the number, number one. one shit. Okay, so it goes Evans, Thomas, and then Cooper Cup. Oh, shit. Nope, wow, that's wow. fucking crazy. So two on the same team. <laughs> that's crazy. That in the top three. Putting up those. With Jameis fucking fumbleitis. Turnover madness, Winston throwing them the ball. <laughs> he's getting it done for fantasy. That team sucks, but he's getting it done for points. I also wanted to note here as well that uh, Jimmy Donut Graham was started in Dallas's flex, and he had a healthy, <laughs> he had a healthy three point seven points. Uh, so not bad by Jimmy Donut standards. <laughs> wow, he elected to go yeah. Jimmy Graham, the, rare two the, exotic, the exotic two tight end. <laughs> Exotic is he still has Jay Ajayi on his bench he's not on a team um, wow yeah uh but he couldn't have done anything to yeah. win that game that week so so far since since Dallas picked up the donut in week four uh the donut has scored 30 points over five games which is still less than what Dallas spent in fab on him <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. We'll see if he hits it by the end of the year. That's probably that's yeah, that's, that's probably one of the worst waiver wire pickups to date in this in this league. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, there was a contender that was placed this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a segue, we'll should get we move there. On to <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, oh I'll boy! Do that. <laughs> Fuck my team stinks. Dude, this is a tough one, eh? You know what makes this even worse? Sunday morning, I wake up, maybe a bit hungover, maybe a bit drunk still, and I took out Cole Beasley and put in Sony Michelle. And that is a five-point difference, and that's oh. what lost me the game. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. That's, that's tough. <laughs> so, uh, and I also left about 30, well, no, it's like 40 points on my bench in Damian Williams and Zach Pascal. Yeah, that's um, tough, too. To be fair, Andre left some point, some points on the too. He did, he did, uh, mostly with his quarterback though. So, yeah, but McKissick, um, he could have slid in there too for either of his flex, and he would have would have had to. Yeah, I I just couldn't get the job done. I couldn't break the golden rule of if you score hundred points on Andre, you win, and I didn't do that. So that's <laughs> on me. That's... You guys, want to hear a funny Damian Williams sure. stat? Just regurgitating from another podcast I was listening to today, but uh, his his ninety one yard uh, yeah. run there accounts for nine and a half percent of his career wow. rushing yards <laughs> over six. Oh that's my fucked. god! <laughs> that just that just shows you that like, opportunity is is more valuable than having being skilled. 
You see Tyreek Hill, the reason he fucking sprinted, like, whatever it was, 28 miles per hour to catch him up. <laughs> it was because Damian like Williams four. had the fucking gall in Chiefs practice. I think he must have been joking, but he was, like, yeah, I'm the fastest player on the Chiefs. <laughs> he had the so, what in Chiefs practice? The gall, like, the fucking gumption, the balls. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's the correct word. I thought <laughs> he was trying to get a block in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, he was pretty much, he was slanging his dick all over fucking the league, showing how fast he was, but he was also putting it right in Damian Williams' face, like, shut up, dude. You're not the fastest on the team. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the offensively challenged hard-ons to come back on that Monday night, like, that was a fucking jockstrap, dirty sweat. Oh, my God. That's – that – that. how long was Saquon's run there? Like 65 what? yards. Yeah. Catch and run. So seven, right six. when I saw that, I shut my computer off and just <laughs> – Just had a shower. You were radio silent on that, too. Because it was looking nice. Like, my percentages are just keep going up, keep going up. And then right when that run came, I went down to zero. So, fuck. The, the funny thing, too, is, like, I was rooting for Andre in this game because if Andre did do it, it meant that I got the leapfrog you, Fooch, for seventh place. Just yeah, not, yeah. I'm in seventh. You're in. So I messaged yeah. Andre right after that play happens, and I'm like, oh, let me pull it up here. I love reading out Andre's messages on the pod. <laughs> let me guess. I, uh... his, his response was, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pop off in the chat, buddy. This is your moment. And Andre replies back with the game in the bag. I'm terrified. Somebody can still <laughs> fuck this over. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm still scared. I have Stockholm syndrome with losing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think you're good. I was like, knock on wood. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like yeah, if you win this game, I leave Frog Fuji. You're doing me a huge solid here. And then he's here with me. And the rest is history. <laughs> the, the other sick part of this is basically the Houston defense won it for um, Andre, and that's just because the NFL is trying to showcase. Uh, yeah, and that was due to the downfall of Minshew Mania. Brings us into a night way with the Primo's picks versus the Tokyo Titans. Murdering some of the segues today. <laughs> <laughs> Primo back, back with a vengeance, proving that week eight was just a blip on the radar. Uh, had seven players scoring 15 points or more in this one, with CMC dominating once again to the tune of 36 points. And Tokyo started Gardner Minshew over Kyler Murray, started him over Baker Mayfield, and uh, so ends Minshew with a sad 7.76 points for uh, for the Titans. Interesting call there, starting starting the Minshew in London. Um, but how about Christian McCaffrey? He's got to be the best running back in the league right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be the first time in NFL history you can say that about a white guy. <laughs> Seriously, though. He's putting like, up massive numbers. Honestly, maybe like pre – like when fucking racism was still a huge thing and they didn't even let black guys play in the in the league, like – that's probably our backyard to go. Yeah, it's going to open the history books. <laughs> We're talking about 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, how about Joey with a banging effort from special teams there? 
the all yeah, Dallas he went Cowboys with the football game. Cowboys against those Giants. That was a good play. Dude, there's a guy I work with who uh, lost by two points, and he was playing against the Dallas Cowboys defense. And do you remember that how that game ended with Daniel Jones fucking trying to throw Hail Mary? Sack, fumble, and it's returned for a touchdown by the Dallas defense with like seven seconds to go, and that lost the guy that I work with the game. That's gross. <laughs> That's wow. almost how Tanner lost to you two weeks ago. It is almost how Tanner lost to me, except it didn't happen. <laughs> had to get it in there i like that Um, yeah that was that was i don't want to talk about that it's been the past we've moved on (laughs) (laughs) uh there is a nice little stat here for the for the tokyo titans um i might i might be changing a nickname here but darren the faller waller has recorded less than 10 points in four of his last five games how about that Ooh, that's true. The faller. <laughs> With an absolute monster. Let's just overlook that. But yeah, I mean, he's like, Derek Carr's been playing well, but uh, Waller's not been as heavily used as he was at the beginning of the year. Tevin Coleman came crashing back to reality that- this week. I was going to say back on the Oakland script, it's the Hunter Renfro coming out party. He's starting to uh, really uh, form yeah. a connection. Hunter Edelman. Football car. <laughs> I thought yeah. about even putting a bid in for him a couple weeks ago, but I was like, ah, oh, there's no one on my team I want to drop. So props to IT Kev for, for getting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there another matchup? Yeah, you were going to say a big regression oh, yeah, from yeah. Kevin Coleman there. 30, yeah, exactly. 37 down to 5. They have they have a conveyor belt of running backs. Um, that's a good show. Um, Devontae Parker, very consistent um, flex. Stuff. And what's his face? That other receiver went down for the Dolphins, so you can expect Devontae to, to get a bump. Alberto Wilson? No, not him. No, I think Jakeem Grant, Camp, not Paris, Paris Campbell, Campbell or... not Jakeem Grant, the fucking rookie. Oh, uh, Pre- there you go, Preston yeah. Williams. They're Dolphins. We don't need to clog our brain with that fucking yeah. junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I know two more, more than two players on that team. I know uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, what's that guy, Josh Rose, and that's about it. <laughs> they, tra- they, they traded away. He doesn't play for them anymore. Either. I know. They, they I know. traded away every household name that they had. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. I think that last game of the of the week here that we have to recap is my game. Uh, finally, back on the win train, and I just want to go out on the pod here and say, Andre. You can shove your fucking eighty-three point projection right where Chloe pegs you on a Wednesday night <laughs> every week, buddy. <laughs> eighty-three <laughs> points, get bent, come back, hundred thirty-five. Love winning fantasy football in the PMFL. Let's go, fucking it's finally. A great, <laughs> it's a great feeling. <laughs> After dropping five of six, like, I was – I'm like, my team isn't that bad. Like, I was looking at it. I'm like, how the fuck has this happened? But, uh, yeah, it felt good to get back in the win, win, win column. Uh, my top yeah. players, pretty – like, they showed out too. Met, Metcalf came back to haunt Wisey for dropping him. 
uh, before week one even started with uh, 24 <laughs> points. <laughs> Dude, Metcalf looks nice. He does, yeah. I, I mean, everyone's like, oh, like you're, you're worried that Josh Gordon's going to take over his targets. I'm like, I don't think so because Lockett plays like 100% in the slot. Metcalf's going to be split out wide, and then Jordan or Jordan, Josh Gordon is going to be split out wide too. So it's not like Metcalf's going to be coming off the field. He already has that rapport with Wilson. He has the play down. So I don't yeah. think it's going to impact him too much, but I might just be, you know, wishful thinking. No, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that take. <sighs> Finally, a fucking Le'Veon Bell sighting. That was a good bounce back game. And well, then he goes and hurts Dolphins. his knee. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to uh, to point out that this was the uh, uh, first time this year that anybody has had zero total bench points. Was that, that on Wisey's side for the Stab City Shamograms? <laughs> that is yeah on Wisey's side. Yeah, that's, a lot that's, of buyers. It's a dead buy. bench. He's got a lot of dead players on his team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, honestly though it was it was fitting that uh, Melvin Gordon decides to have his first big game uh, back against me. Like I was, after last year, like I had a special special place in my heart mm. for Melvin Gordon, and uh, <laughs> like I was a little concerned watching him and uh, Cortland Sutton. I think they were playing at the same time, but ultimately, like it was the lack of depth just killed Wisey this week. Like he, if you look at like past his top three players it's pretty brutal out there it's like after his fourth highest guy was his kicker uh who missed an extra point <laughs> myers for this, the seahawks with eight, eight points like the the rest of his team just he needs he needs to have more depth yeah depth is huge depth mm-hmm. is huge in sports but yeah felt good happy to be back uh seventh place um should we move on here? And, and while we're on the topic of those bench points, uh, we actually have a nice little segment in the podcast. Uh, Tanner, the treasurer, Mr. Hungry, has graciously put together a little tally here where we've actually recorded who has left the most points on their bench over the course of the year, which is uh, pretty interesting. You want to take this segment away, Tanner? Sure. Uh, I just want to preface the uh, segment by saying um, it's very easy to argue that this is a completely <laughs> meaningless uh, <laughs> <statistics>. <laughs> because uh, uh, looking looking at the average bench points per week, you can see some teams are two and seven, some teams are seven and two, and they have roughly the same. Um, but you guys, which teams, without looking or looking, if you want, um, what teams do you think? it makes sense that they have the least amount of benefits. The, the winning teams. The, the winning yeah, teams. Like right off the cold hustlers, I'd say probably. You would think the winning teams. Um, I would think the teams from the draft that were drafting. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um, the question was. Teams that... who, what teams make sense to have the most points left on their bench, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Sure. What do you mean? Sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't have like a short-term memory thing. Um, yeah, you would think, yeah, the winning teams would have a lot of points on their bench. That, that There should be some correlation there, yeah. Um, IT Kev, I think, has the third most bench points per week at 42.2, and he's 
not winning. So again, these are meaningless. Statistics. Yeah, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean you're, you're being a bad manager, leaving players off, or you yeah. just drafted so well that you have the depth and you're able to leave them on your bench. Yeah. The Tokyo Titans, yeah. though, have left 434 points on their bench this season, which is the most by quite a bit, at 50 points at least. And you got to think that there's maybe at least one game in there where if, you know, there's definitely games that we all could have won if we'd started the right teams. But uh, leaving 434 points on your bench is uh, it's not a stat you want to be leading in. It's a lot of points. That's true. Um, one comment on that is that after Phil mentioned that to you and we decided to introduce this little segment, I thought, okay, why does Phil have so many points? Because um, I, I only actually have 30, 35 less bench points total than him. And I think it can, a lot of this can be attributed to whether or not you, you have quarterbacks. That is oh, true. Yeah, that's huge. That, that definitely skews things because I think like – when I dropped Jameis Winston in week three, I didn't pick up Matt Stafford until I believe week eight. So I, was, I had no quarterback on my bench. Phil's had, like we just saw on his bench there, he had Baker Mayfield and uh, what's his face? Kyler he Murray played, and Minshew. Um, yeah. Minshew over yeah, that's huge. Kyler Murray. So, yeah. Phil basically has a lot of quarterbacks. That's what this stat means. Um, it's basically none of this means anything, but that's our conclusion. But I mean, you can see some of the teams that we thought didn't have a lot of depth, like the Primo's picks. Uh, they actually have the lowest bench points. Said it since week one, year. and it's going to uh, hurt him this week. Whether he's yeah, got some week. buys this week, uh, I think he's still projected to win, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, and second lowest uh, is is Wisey. Who drafted the graveyard? So that's kind of expected. Uh, and then the hard-ons, of course, are looking to lead in a lot of categories this year in terms of the low end of the shtick. I think I, I, I got to be low too. Uh, yeah, where, what are you at, food? You you leave an average of thirty-seven point six nine points on the bench week over week. Is that what's the average of the league? Uh, that's that's pretty close to the average. I'd say probably like 30, 33 to thirty thirty-eight. Okay, so it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing that, fun. though. Thanks Not for doing that. Yeah, it looks like you spent a lot of time on this, Tanner. Thanks for that. <laughs> Tanner got his graphing calculator out for that. <laughs> should we talk about it? Uh, let's talk about it. Do we want to do the waiver wire, or should we do maybe like some – let's do some playoff picture discussion here because we actually have two teams right now that have clinched playoffs. Okay. I, like, I like this. Mm. We, right now we've got the Cold Hustlers and the How Hungry Are Yous both have clinched a ticket to the Daunts with records of 7-2 and two respectively. So congratulations, Mr. Hungry. Cheers. No toilet, no, no toilet bowl appearance for me. That's huge. And something to note as it. well, I think that the two teams that have clinched have the most fab left. That is, yeah, that is something to note. So it's all... dingy. Or in the case of Mark, he doesn't. And you've been hit with luck. Three moves. Yeah. But we, we also have four teams uh. this week, like going into week 10. Uh, the Primo's picks, the Tokyo Titans, Skunkle Squad, and the Copenhagen Cowboys, with a win, can all punch 
uh, tickets to the dance. And we happen to have the Tokyo Titans playing the Skunks. So one of those two teams is going to go into the playoffs. And we've got the Copenhagen Cowboys taking on the waiver-riddled Cold Hustlers who could also punch a ticket to the dance. Uh, Primo's picks playing the Fuges. So we could, next week, we could theoretically see, like, you know, another five, five or we could see three more players or teams uh, with tickets to the playoffs. It's it's top eight, right? That make playoffs. Top eight, yeah. Survival right of the fittest. Now, right now, I'm sitting in a playoff spot somehow. <laughs> you are, yeah. With a, with a two game cushion, so like the next few weeks, it's gonna it's gonna be a battle for those remaining two. I'm gonna say remaining three spots, I think. Um, but I think that out of the four teams that are six and three, at least three of those we can say it's gonna be pretty safe make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. One note, just looking, I know my remaining schedule. I believe I have the uh, Copenhagen Cowboys followed by the Titans and then top teams. Picks. Um, a lot of top teams, so yeah, I don't love my upcoming schedule. Oh, baby, schedule. I love my upcoming schedule. I was wondering why I was getting fucked over so bad. I didn't realize that there was a part of the schedule where you play the Stab City Shamrocks, followed by the Hard-Ons, followed by the Fujis, followed by El Guapo, followed by the Bounty Gate booze bag. So I am just hitting that part of my schedule. So um, I don't want to mark Messier it, but, you know, ending the well, season on a, on a five-game win it's a good, streak. It's a good time of the year for us. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm, yeah. looking, I'm looking to close out the season strong. Let's just say you have me next week with Tay Adams on by. I, I. <laughs> Fuck, I just saw that. <laughs> All right, should we go to some waiver bids? Yeah. Out to the wire? Yeah, let's hit the wire. Hit the wire, baby. So I think there's a big elephant in the room that we need to discuss here. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> How about that $50 winning bid to Josh Gordon <laughs> from the hard Andres? How do we Knock feel about that? Knock on wood. Knock on wood if you're How wondering. do we feel about that? <laughs> Next highest bid, $12. <laughs> and that. Somebody do the math there. 38, 38, 38, $38. By my calcs, that's a $38 difference. And, and now, also, that's a Jimmy and now Andre has $0 of fab left. Exactly, $0 left. To join oh. the Stab City Shamrocks is the two teams that have used all their fab. That's an expensive that is pony. an expensive pony, and I... Don't think I like it at all. That's, that's an expensive, drugged-up pony that doesn't know the playbook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, if the Patriots couldn't fix him, then I don't think any other franchise can. Yeah, I agree. Plus, like, weed is legal in, in um, Washington. So he's screwed. Right? He's going to be hitting the dispensary after every game. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to be doing that same thing yeah. that we did in <laughs> And trust me, you cannot catch a football once you've <laughs> indulged in that. Forty-eight kind of percent fucking mess-laced fucking joint. <laughs> yeah, that's the, gonna be his regular. The bang me up joint. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, floor ceiling. I would say the floor is is absolute mega bust. Um, like you, like you said, I believe Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf's roles are solidified in this yeah. offense. Um, contrary to popular belief, it is still a run-first offense, 
Russell Wilson not not slinging a lot of pass attempts, but somehow a lot of them are touched. Food, you wanted him too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I thought twelve was high. Well, I need I need like a shakeup in my team, so I I don't hate taking the upside of Josh Gordon here for twelve dollars, but spending a hundred percent of my fab on there, I was. I was not even thinking about that. He's not going to be the number one on that team. No, it's not. It's not like you're picking up a yeah. workhorse running back. And He's like, going to be a th- three at best, I think. And the Seahawks are rolling right now. They're not going to change their game plan to to help Josh Gordon get points. So yeah, exactly. So I think that's like a fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, at best, maybe like Can you imagine they're, they're, on the toilet yeah. bowl. He scores two, three touchdowns. <laughs> 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 they, and the Seahawks have to play San Francisco twice, and they have a bye next week. Yeah, yeah. What's well, uh Girl. interesting take on this too? I actually had a bid in for Josh Gordon uh, with DK Metcalf. You know, obviously I was a little bit concerned. If anyone was going to get Josh Gordon, though, Andre, thank you again, second time in the on the week that you've helped me out. I, I'd rather he goes to the hard ons than to to anyone else. But I had, a bit, I had a bid in for Josh Gordon for $13, which would have put me in second place, assuming that someone didn't blow 50. Um, but I had to retract that bid after fucking Le'Veon, this fucking MRI shit, came up with his knee. So, like, I lost that spot on my roster because I had to bid for Ty Montgomery. And I fucking... I bid $8 on him because I was like, I fucking can't afford. Like if Le'Veon's MRI comes back negative and he's done, like then Monty then bumps to like a workhorse. So I was like, I got, I got to get him. So I put $8 on. I I figure like if I put $2, $3, I would have been sick if someone else put five. So then I was like, okay, I could put five. And I was like, that's pretty common people put six and I was like, I want to do seven to make it safe. And I was like, $8 should be good to get him. Put the bid in fucking Wednesday morning. I wake up and I see not another soul bid on him. (laughs) Also accidentally, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Two kickers for $2 each. (laughs) (laughs) I was asleep at the fucking wheel this week. I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, so not my not my finest hour on the waivers, but oh well. <laughs> you could have bet 100% of your fab on Josh Gordon, which you didn't. So True, true. And I, I think yeah. something that's going under the radar here is Joey picking up Kalen Balaj for $18. Yeah, what do you think about that? He overspent uh, by 12 bucks. Overspent, and I don't care who the running back is in the Dolphins <laughs> offense right now. Like I had Mark Walton for a couple of weeks and he had the, the workhorse quote unquote workhorse horse role and he didn't do anything with it. So I don't mm-hmm. see why Kalen Balaj is going to be anything special. I agree completely. I think Kalen Balaj stinks. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, did I bid on him? Before I wouldn't I, touch I, him with your dick. Uh, you did bid on him. You bid a $6 <laughs> on Mr. Balaj. Mr. Balaj. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, but, I'm glad I didn't get him. I put in a bid that that Joey's I got, to get him. Joey's start, starting him this week in his flex. <laughs> Joey's got uh, Philip Lindsay on bye. He's got Conley on bye. Kiki QT on bye. So Balaj is getting the start start this week for uh, for the primos. I saw that. I like it. And another um, honorable mention here. This is from Saturday. But uh, Fuji, nice pickup of Mr. Zach Pascal paints with a $3 winning bid. That was uh, 
that was money well mm-hmm. spent. Uh, I, I'm I'm just hoping Ty in that injury keeps lingering. He's injured a lot, so hopefully he's been out he's for been, a while. Yeah, and he he's has an injury history of not st- not staying healthy. So hopefully that can pay off for me. Speaking of injuries, the uh, Gorzigate Gorzbags picked up Corey Football Davis for eight dollars, whose latest up <laughs> classic Gors. <laughs> <laughs> Gors probably doesn't even know that he's straight, though. No, I remember uh, the answer to the question last week was that he was, in fact, not straight. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's, he's actually he's heading off to Las oh, Vegas hell. for a bang-up. So oh we might, we might see the return of Gors. We might see Gors 2.0 on that Vegas trip. Yeah, Gors Gate 2.0. <laughs> you might. And uh, maybe before <laughs> we move did. up into matchup and predictions, uh, I want to – just spend a little second here talking about the biggest trade in PMFL history that never happened. Ooh. Ooh. Yesterday, Ooh. myself and the, the Shamagram Scrub Daddies were engaged in a hot debate, a real hot debate that would have seen Ramsey's Raw Dog send Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Delvin Cook, and, and DK Metcalf. In exchange for Deshaun Watson, Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, and AJ Green. Let that sink in. That would have fucking absolutely flipped everything on its head for both of our teams. That's a lot of big names in one trade. Yeah. You got Cooper, Prescott, Cook, Metcalf. Like, at the end of it, we, we didn't pull the trigger. And we, we tried to find some common ground. We were we were chatting. I crunched the numbers harder than I've ever crunched the numbers on a trade before. And uh, do it pulling shit like average points over their last three games. Um, <laughs> who's scored the most? Like what what's that? How many fantasy points? What what's the point differential between the four players? Uh, what's the remaining schedule look like? Grading their playoff schedule, and ultimately it all came down to. Uh, as you can imagine, Delvin Cook was just a little bit too much for me to give up. He's been my identity this year, and uh, it uh, in the end didn't come to fruition. But the biggest PMFL trade that that never happened. That sh- sounds like sounds like good managerial work there, um, evaluating a trade before just like looking at the players. And- <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like oh, he he came to me and he was being friendly. Yeah, I'll trade him. I'll trade him my best running back. <laughs> all right boys shall we move let's on let's get the, to uh, it let's do it Fuji, do you want to start sure let's do the uh ramsey's raw doggers and the hard andres both uh names that have some um phallic implications to them some, some penile um, references <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, right now, Yahoo has Jameis as a 70% favorite. That is with Andre, who does not have a defense. Love it. In right now. It seems that every week, Andre is just missing players in the starting lineup. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who says that? It's hey, a theme. You know, I, don't, I don't know what this guy is. He, li- he um, likes to leave his opponents guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, but on James' side of the ball here, I like a lot of the matchups. I like Prescott. And Cooper stack against Minnesota. Um, I like Bell against the Giants. As we saw, Zeke had a decent game against the Giants. 
And then we have the Falcons going in into New Orleans in a dome, um, which could be uh, an air show to Hooper and Ridley. The only matchup I don't really care for is Dalvin Cook versus Dallas. Dallas has a de- decent defensive line there. Um, so I think he could underperform. He's at 18 points projected right now. I think he could underperform that. But um, on Andre's side of the ball, it's sort of more the same thing. He actually has – wow, he has Kareem Hunt slotted in his starting line. <laughs> look, I saw that. Look at, look at those and he's playing against Buffalo, one of the best defenses in the league. He doesn't even – like, no one even knows what Kareem Hunt's going to do or if he's going to even play. Like, how, how much percent of the ball he's going to get. So, I don't know about that. Then he has his $50 fab bid for Josh Gordon going against <laughs> – <laughs> going against one of the best, maybe the best team in the NFL right now. Um, so Andre, I, I'm not. Wait, is, is is Andre allowed to play two kickers? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure that Flex is. Uh, that was is a joke. Running back wide receiver tight end. <laughs> Justin James, Tucker's... that was a joke that went over your head there. My bad. <laughs> Kareem football hunt and Justin Tucker. We got there. Uh, uh, but I, I just want to like Andres Flex. He's got two players that neither of them have ever played a game for the teams <laughs> that they're about to play for. <laughs> that, yeah, like I hate his flexes right now. I hate them. Um, I don't actually. I don't hate Ebron against Miami. He could go off. He could have a decent game. I mean, it's just a bunch of mediocre players except for Saquon, who I agree could have a twenty-point game there. So. I'm actually going to agree with with Yahoo here, and I'm just going to go with 121.8 to 99.51 for James. I like I like the, his uh, his matchup <laughs> of Jameis against the Arizona defense. I could see Jameis putting up a, a big game there, but yeah, I mean overall, I like your prediction. There's there's not much work to. I'm not oh. going to get cute with it here and, and try to do something fancy. So. Also, worth mentioning. I mean, the obviously the San Fran defense is fucking showed out all year long. But kind of similar to the Patriots, like they haven't gone up against that stiff a competition yet. So it'll be interesting to see what the Seahawks, because their offense is rolling. Um, this will kind of give us a better idea of what San Fran's actually made of. Yep. That's straight. All right. Uh, All right let me got... see here. I will move on to my prediction. Why don't we go to El Guapo and the – the Shabtown Stamrocks. <laughs> Man, that might be the most bought team name in the, in the BMFL. Different every Alliteration time. City. Anyway, All right, so looking at this, the projections have the Stab City Shamrocks winning uh, by a score of 110 to 98. Uh, the Shamrocks have their... Their number one player, Deshaun Watson, on bye. So we've got Kirk Cousins going against the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, he's got a 21-point projection. I could see him underperforming there. Uh, you got Kent guard Mike in a dome against the Atlanta defense. Um, I think he's going to get a big score there. Atlanta's defense has been shit. I think he's <laughs> <in a> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, you got Hollywood uh, Hollywood Brown going up against the the Cincinnati Bungles. Uh, fun stat here: uh, Hollywood has actually scored a grand total of six point three points over his last three games. So he's averaging like two point one points a game. But Yikes. I predict him to have a bounce back game here against the Bungles. Uh, if he can't get it done there, then 
you know, you're not going to get it done against anyone. Melvin Gordon starting to find his groove. So I could see uh, him continuing that trend, maybe a, another touchdown or two there. Uh, meanwhile, I think that Todd Gurley is going to giddy right on up out of fantasy relevancy this week. I don't see Gurley doing much against the Pittsburgh defense who've been playing out of their mind. And then kind of a, a, a reoccurring trend here with Wisey's team. I mean, if you look at his last three players that aren't special teams, you've got Greg Olson, Danny Amendola, and Chris Herndon. Uh, Herndon still hasn't played a game yet this year. All three of those are tough starts. Uh, AJ Green, we just found out today, he's still not suiting up. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton is still banged up. So all three of those players, I think that YZ is reaching. And uh, my, I hope he doesn't miss another extra point, Myers, is going up against that uh, formidable San Francisco 49ers D. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, there's a lot of matchups on YZ's team that I, I don't like. But um, he's got some top-heavy talent with Thomas and Gordon, and I think Marquise Brown gets a bounce-back game. Meanwhile, over for El Guapo, uh, he gets his mojo back in – oh, hold on. El Guapo gets his mojo back in the FOMO, Patrick Mohomes. There you go. I worked on that for a little while. <laughs> I, I think Mahomes going against the, the Titans. It's a nice sunny day there. I think he's going to be good for a 30-point spot if he, if he does play. He's got Landry and Hardman as his two starting wideouts with feeling hurt. Um, so not a huge fan of that, but I could see Hardman's going to, I think, outperform. Right now he's projected a 4.73. Um, we know he can pop off at any time with that blazing speed. So uh, I could see him outperforming that. I think Ingram's going to pop off against those aforementioned uh, Shitsinati bungles. So that's going to be another big game. I think he outperforms 13 points. Uh, meanwhile, you got Josh Jacobs going against the Chargers, and he's been rolling. I think he's going to keep it going. So another good game there for uh, for IT Kev. I think Everett could sneak a tutty uh, against the, the Steelers, and then he's got two deep sleepers in his flex. He's got Hunter Renfro, who's kind of you know started to take more of a, a role in that Oakland offense, and then he's got the projections disrespectful. Super there, disrespectful. Three point three three points. He's had. He's had like 15 points in his past two weeks in a row, and they're giving yeah. him 3.3. Yahoo's spot. sleeping. We should make our own fantasy platform. <laughs> <laughs> had to stand up for the weight. But yeah, I, I think that Renfro is going to continue to continue his streak here of uh, a few good games in a row. And with Henderson Jr., I think it's what's interesting is you got Henderson Jr. playing uh, for IT Kev, and then you've got Gurley playing for the Shamrocks. I could see Henderson vulturing some of those goal line touches. I could see him getting, having maybe even his best game of the year. Uh, so I, I think that's a, a decent start. And we have IT Kev rolling with the 49ers defense against his favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. So might be tough to watch. <laughs> uh, overall, some big games to watch here. Uh, you've got that Baltimore Cincy game with players on both teams. You've got the Seahawks, Niners. Uh, game with, again, players on both teams and the Pittsburgh-LA Rams game uh, with that Rams backfield split. Uh, all in all, though, I'm actually going to go against Yahoo here. I'm going to give the win to El Guapo. I'm going to say by a score of 120 <laughs> to 105. Wow. Going against the grain. Spicy. I, like I think some something... Of... Go ahead. 
I was just going to say I like some of Guapo's matchups. I think he's vastly underprojected in a, a few areas. So I, I think that all in all, he's going to have enough here to get the win. And it's always tough when you got to go with the two tight end set in fantasy football for YZ there. It's a it is exotic. <laughs> I also it's feel like Kirk look. Cousins has been on every PMFL team this year. <laughs> you might not be wrong. He's suited up for at least four, I think. Tanner, can we get a stat check on that for next pod? <laughs> yeah, you All right. I got that down. Mr. Hungary, take it away. Who you got? Sure. I got the uh, Primo's football picks against Ndamukong Fuge here. Um, let's take a look at this one. Joey listed as the favorite currently. Fuji, you got all your roster spots Always. filled. You do. <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper management. That'll give you a bump in the prediction. Um, we got Matt Ryan playing in a dome against Josh Football Allen. Um, last I saw Matt Ryan, he was in a walking boot. Um, <laughs> can we get a walking boot on Matt Ryan? Um, yeah, Josh Allen on the other side. Playing against Cleveland, I actually like that matchup better. Um, New Orleans Saints are really uh, putting the pedal to the metal down the stretch here and trying to get a whole bunch of wins. So they got to shut down Matt Football Ryan. So I'm going to give the edge here to Josh Allen. Um, looking at the wide receivers, ooh, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, and Curtis Samuel going up against Bobby Ando. Marvin Jones Jr. and Devontae Adams. Um, contrary to what the stats say here, I kind of like uh, Fuji's wide receivers. I feel like Bobby Ando is going to have a, a big blow up <laughs> against those New York football giants. Uh, like Sam Darnold uh, is not going to see ghosts, so I think he might complete a few passes. Um, Marvin Jones has been solid. Uh, he's Going to have another good game against those Bears as uh, I believe more of the defensive focus will be on Kenny Football Galladay on my team, unfortunately. So I'm projecting a big week for Marvin Football Jones. And uh, Devontae Adams, I believe, is going to lay a slapping on the Carolina <laughs> Panthers uh, for his third double-digit fantasy point <laughs> uh, week of the year. <laughs> Get a little bit of your draft stock back. On the other side, uh, Curtis Football Samuel, I believe, um, Mostly functions as a end-around running back in that <laughs> offense. Um, I think Green Bay is going to see that one coming. Um, so, thumbs down for Curtis Samuel. Uh, Keenan Allen uh, has been extremely disappointing. As of actually. late, he started. He started uh, hot. Let's see but... here. Yeah, he did. He did start hot, but it looks like he's got. Um, was it less than nine fantasy points yep. in the past six weeks? Uh, so. I think he can. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week even three. Against Oakland. The Chargers stink right now. Stink. Yeah. They just beat the Packers, though. Yeah, but they yeah. stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keenan Allen's been a bit so of I think, a disappointment. Yeah, Oakland. That that same Oakland corner who picked off Matt Stafford, the one hand. That was filthy. End zone yeah, it was gross. I think. Yeah, he's going to be on Keenan Allen all game, so I only have Keenan Allen slotted in here Love for the seven spot. Um, Chris Godwin, uh, he's probably going to have a big game against the Cardinals, uh, probably just put on a slot clinic. Sunny, um, sunny day at Patrick home. Peterson's probably going to be – yeah, sunny day at home, that's straight. 
Um, Peterson's going to be busy with Evans, so big big day for Godwin. Uh, still not enough to defeat Fuji's wide that. receivers. Um, now on to these running backs here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to project the under on <laughs> on runs you see here. Um, he has a juicy projection of 25 points, but uh, never in his career has he had back-to-back weeks of multiple Ooh. touchdowns. Um, so I'm going to think Green Bay is going to hold him to only one here. Um, still still a, a, a big dog, unlike uh, <laughs> Gus the Bus Edwards. Uh, that's going to be touchdown or bust for sure um, because he has a bunch of running backs in front of him, Mark Ingram and Lamar <laughs> on the depth chart. <laughs> so he stinks. Don't like that play from Joey there. On the other side, Austin Football Eckler. Um, he gets his touches, and he does a lot with them. I think he has some of the highest um, yards after yeah. the catch for receiving running backs this year. Um, also, Jalen Samuels, I believe, is a good play, as Mason Rudolph is a <laughs> bit of a pussy. <laughs> ball down the field. Um, a lot of check downs to the running back, and that's typically not James Conner whether or not he plays because that guy doesn't have great hands. Um, he's more of a bruiser. Jim, Dylan Samuels is listed as a tight end. <laughs> yeah. uh, that double designation. So, you know, he, you know, he can catch the ball. Uh, just, just while we're on um, Eckler here, do you remember when we nearly pulled C Kirk for Eckler? Yeah. Was it a one for one? It was. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got cold feet at the end. I, uh, it was, that was a mistake on my part, but uh, just a hot, hot note there. Another trade that could have been. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at the uh, tight ends here. Um, George Kittle against Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Mark Andrews here. Woo! Um, because Lamar Lamar loves his, his tight ends. And they're playing the Bungles who stink. Um, so I'm projecting Mark Andrews to get a touchdown here. And George Kittle, I believe... And his last uh, primetime Monday nighter scored a touchdown, so he's due to regret. Also, Kittle. Um, or also, sorry, Tanner, go for it. You... I'm more <laughs> Kittle. Kittle right now go ahead. is a genuine big question mark to play on Monday night. I love that. Mm. And I don't believe Joseph is rostering another tight end. So, so first, you, you, you might want to block him if you if, if you can. Hush, you got hush. an empty bench spot. I'd put some money down on the top tight end if I were you. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think – what else was I going to say about Kittle there? Uh, probably not a lot. I think the game's going to be a lot of running on both sides of the ball, so it should go by quickly. Um just run a lot of clock, not a lot of passing plays. We'll see. Um, to the flex, uh, Joseph has to fill in vomit blage. <laughs> Again, your Zach Pascal pickup. I uh, like Pascal against the Dolphins. He should eat, considering T.Y. Hilton will not be playing, I don't believe. Um, so, yeah, edge there. And then, yeah, special teams. Not too much to talk about there. I guess, uh, Fuji, you got, a, you got a big sweat in that Green Bay-Carolina game if uh, – if you can hold Joey's Panthers to two reasonable, modest scores, that could be a big day for your defense. Otherwise, if they upside, baby, you, you're in trouble. Yeah. Also, Joey Sly. This is actually a sneaky play from Pooch here. <laughs> Playing the kicker against your defense could work out good because if he kicks a lot of field goals, that means it's probably a <laughs> <the> scoring game. <laughs> 
Because, I mean, field goals are only worth three touchdowns or six. That could have been a, a question on that. <laughs> so you might have tricked them. Um, but all in all, I think uh, this one's going to be a lot closer than Yahoo has it. So I, um, for my own interests and the, the rest of the playoff pitcher, I got Fuji uh, taking this one home. Uh, one Come on, baby. One Come on, baby. A little sweat. If, if Fuji wins this game, then it makes it a lot tougher for those bottom four teams looking in to reach a playoff spot. It is a massive game. With the Tokyo Titans versus Skunkle Squad, two alliteration names. Um, <laughs> Yahoo has Tokyo as a 67% favorite. But, 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 but. This is because Dallas is currently not having a quarterback <laughs> in his starting roster or on his bench. Dallas, so, you, can't, you can't play the donut mm. in quarterback, Dallas. <laughs> that might be a little oversight, Dallas, that you might want to look at um, in saying that. So assuming Dallas gets a functional quarterback in that spot before Sunday. So he has um, 20 points. Yeah, we'll say we'll call it 20 points. It's it's pretty much a coin flip. So looking at Tokyo Titans, um, I don't like Odell against Buffalo. O- Cleveland has shown that they are very disappointing this year. Um, Odell against, or sorry, Julio against New Orleans. Um, battle of the NFC South here in a dome wearing domes. I like Julio here to pop off, have a nice day. Um, Derrick Henry against the Chiefs. I really don't know what's, what's going to happen in that game. Um, how often is Tennessee going to be able to run the ball and feed Henry? We don't know. Um, but I like Marlon Mack here against Miami. Anyone against Miami is a play, play, play. Darren the Faller Waller um, <laughs> going tonight against the Chargers. Um, again, it's a toss-up matchup that I don't know how to feel about. Um, I do not like Carson against San Francisco D. They have a good defensive line there in San Fran playing on the Monday night. Um, I think Carson underperforms this projection. I think Odell underperforms. Um, I don't hate Kyler Murray against Tampa. I think he could have a nice day. And then Indianapolis D could have a massive day against the <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> um, also, Kamara is a big Q, but Coach Payton says that he's going to play. Now, can we trust coaches in this league? I don't know. Um, if Kamara plays, he's going to have a massive, massive day. I agree with this 20-point projection. It could be even higher than that. Um, interesting to see Dallas has Jamal Williams suited up. Jamal Williams has been actually pretty consistent. Over the last four weeks, he's gone for 21-11, 17-14. He has, he has, um, but Carolina does have a good defensive line as well. So it should be a tricky, tricky little matchup there. Um, battle of the Thursday night tight ends, actually Hunter Henry going tonight against the Raiders. <laughs> they are a 0.05 difference in projections. So I'm going to call that a wash. That's what we call a wash in the, Oh wait, no, they're not. I was looking at a different player, Never mind. but I'm still going to call it a wash because, um, I think either one of them could have a decent game. They could have a shit game. So I'm just going to avoid that, that matchup there. Um, I like Tate against the Jets. He's seeming to, to find a decent role in that offense there with Danny Dimes at the helm. Yep. Um, 
And then Tyrell Williams again. Okay, so Dallas has two Thursday nighters tonight, so he's going to be attentively watching that game. Um, I think this is... <laughs> we, would, we would think, but <laughs> he also might be working until midnight, injuring his fucking wrist or his dick or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he might have a doctor's uh, appointment. We don't know. <laughs> he has surgery. Um, yeah, this is a critical matchup, actually. Both teams are 6-3 and three here. And I believe if one of these teams win, are they qualified Playoff for playoffs? Yep. So this is a massive, massive game for either of these players. And it is a very close game. I like a lot of the matchups here. I think it all depends on who Dallas picks up at quarterback. Um because um, not playing a quarterback is a big disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> good enough. In saying that, um, I'm going to give it actually to the Skunkle squad here. I like Kamara's matchup. Um, and I think Mike Evans could have another big day. I also like Golden Tate against the Jets. And Cooper Cup is steady Eddie back there. So I like Skunkle squad here. I think they're going to win by 10 points. All right. Wow. There you go. And qualify for playoffs. All righty. Let's, uh, let's move on here. We've got the Bounty Gate booze bags going up against the How Hungry Are Yous. Right now, the projections have this as a blowout uh, this with a 32-point spread, 122 to 90 for the Hungries. Uh, however, you can see why. Uh, while the booze bags are, are pillaged with the dreaded week 10 bye week, they have five players on bye. Uh, the hungry, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the hungries are only missing one player, which is Royce Freeman, who hasn't usually been an every week starter, uh, regardless for the hungry. So right now, who do we have here? So the booze bags have Ertz in their lineup, who's on by. Kymie uh, Fairbairn in the lineup, who's on by. And uh, <laughs> J- James Connor in the lineup, who just came out today, he is not playing. So that's three, three players on the, on the booze bags. Ooh, love it. Actually playing very true to their team logo, which is someone being carted off on a stretcher. <laughs> Trevor's got some work to do before. Like, honestly, Trevor's in danger here. Like, he's going to have to – right now, looking at his IR, like, Preston Williams is on IR. He's not coming back this year. Cam Newton on IR, not coming back this year. <laughs> Dump both of those players and fucking throw James Conner in there because you're going to need that roster spot for sure. And you're probably going to have to drop one of your two defenses to pick up someone. But uh, that's all I help I'm going to give you, Trevor. <laughs> Gores is, Gores is sweating the doubtful <laughs> tag on James Conner because you need it to go to out before you that do. That is true. Yeah, um, you do. That should come in, I think, yeah. before Saturday, though. You would hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just straight up, like, drop Fairbairn, pick up a new kicker. Like, kickers are fucking interchangeable. And then, like, put Ertz on your bench and drop your second defense and pick up a new tight end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so let's start here with uh, with the Hungries matchup. So you got uh, Lamar Jackson, who's got a Q. He's questionable, but uh, it's not in doubt. He's going to be playing. He's going up against those Cincinnati, Shittinati Bengals. Uh, the last time they played, Lamar put up 30.64 points. So look for a repeat there. He's got Kenny G going against the Bears and Stephon Diggs going against Dallas. 
both tough matchups, but um, I'd look for them to battle through. They're both wide receiver ones, especially with Thielen out. Um, I think between the two of them, they're going to probably average about 12 points, respectively. Uh, you got Nick Chubb here going up against Buffalo. It's going to be interesting to see the load distribution with uh, Kareem Hunt back. And obviously, they. 90 <laughs> 10. But then there's this other guy, Hilliard, who uh, also ate in the Chubb's load chair last week. So it's uh, it's gonna be. This is around the time, like at the beginning of the year, Chubb was a hot draft pick, but there was always that kind of lingering concern that Kareem Hunt was going to be coming back around this time. And so it's going to be interesting to see how it actually plays out. Chubb's been a dog this year. He's a top, I think, five back in in fantasy this year. So, yeah, something like that. I mean, common nice. sense would fucking say they keep giving him the ball, but it seems like the Browns are completely devoid of that certain trait. So uh, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, you got David Johnson, who is supposedly 100% coming back from injury. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, Drake balled out last week, so it's going to be, you would think, tough not to continue to use Drake. So we'll see just how how big of a role David Johnson has coming back uh, from injury. Uh, also for Tanner, we've got Mike Giusecki. And this is, uh, this is a, a good little cliff note here. Mike Giusecki is getting his first start ever in the PMFL. Like, welcome, Mike Giusecki. Welcome. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the league, brother. Happy. Happy to have you, Mike. Uh, he's got a good matchup going against Indy, uh, against the suddenly red, or sorry, Suiting up against Indy, playing for the suddenly red-hot uh, Miami Dolphins. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see if they can continue <laughs> their, uh, their wicked win streak here of one game. They're scolding. And then you got mm-hmm. David Mopportunity going against the worst run defense in the league against Detroit. So look for him to keep on rolling. And then Allen Robinson, this guy stinks ever since he contributed to the 44 points in the playoffs last year for the Wee Willy Wankers. There was never any fantasy hope for him, so I think he's gonna vastly underperform <laughs> that thirteen point projection. <laughs> that, that that seems biased. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the problem is the quarterback. I think. He's <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just the Bears are the Bears are a mess, but I think A. Rob is. You know, he he's suffering because of that. I still think he's gonna gonna have a bad game even going against Detroit I still think he's gonna have a bad game all right that's straight over on the booze bags you've got Jared Goff on the road in Pittsburgh against that Pittsburgh D who have been lights out as of late so look for Goff he's projected right now at 19 points I could see him getting 12 13 uh not great uh you got (laughs) Tyree Jared Goffle (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tyreek Hill is getting his quarterback back uh, against Tennessee. So I think we could see maybe two touchdowns there. I could see Tyreek rolling. Uh, Corey Davis going against the Chiefs. He's really boomer bust, and he might, he might not even play, which would make things worse for the boost bags. <laughs> uh, but we can imagine that Tennessee will probably be throwing a lot to keep up with the Chiefs in this one. So uh, there's a chance that he has a good game. Right now, Tariq Cohen is in the starting lineup for the Booze Dags. We mentioned this earlier. Cohen does not belong 
and should not be anywhere near a starting lineup in fantasy this year. He, uh, but the Boozbags have very limited options. He's projected at seven, 7.3. <laughs> uh, I don't see him reaching that total. Uh, we've got Zacharitz on a bye. <clears throat> Gores pick up a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> and over to the flex, you got Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I look for him to continue to ball out. He got a crazy high target share for his first game. Uh, James Conner, obviously breaking news. He's not going to be playing. He's going to be out. And Kami Fairbairn is out. And so there's a f- <laughs> some edits that need to be made here. Either way, uh, Baltimore defense going against Cincy. That's going to be big points. Uh, some games to watch here. The Bears-Lions game features four players for both teams. Uh, that one is on at 10 a.m. on Sunday. you got three suiting up for the Hungries, and you've got one suiting up for the, the, the Gorsigate Gores bags. Um, overall, I'm going to go with Yahoo's prediction here. Assuming that Trevor gets some new starters, I still don't think it's going to be enough. I say that the final score goes 119 points to the Hungries to 108 for the booze bags. There you go. There you go. go. Off to to eight and two. And I say that you get your seventh straight win, which would be a PMFL record. Jinx. Jinx. (laughs) Let's go. Sometimes you just can't (laughs) hear the truth, baby. Paul Pierce, the truth. (laughs) <laughs> All right, on to our last matchup here. We have the number one ranked cold football hustlers against the Copenhagen original <laughs> long cut Cowboys. Um, yeah, I'm just going to preface this. I'm going with Yahoo on this one. There's no way Mark gets this job done, and uh, let me tell you why. <laughs> um, Mark has a nice tight end matchup <laughs> here. Um, Travis football Kelsey against... Uh, an empty slot. Who's he play for? Although, <laughs> good question, Fooge. Uh, I think uh, Co- the Copenhagen Cowboys know what they're doing. Dude, 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 dude just, just nice on that, 2. though, 4. that means that the Cope Cowboys need a tight end. The Gorsgate oh, yeah. Gorsbacks need a tight end. And Primo's picks need a tight end. And Fooge is going to try and block them. I'm, I'm spending <laughs> all my time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that's a key matchup. Another key matchup in this matchup is the uh, defense and special teams and kicking. Carlo is all in on the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the other side of the ball, Mark is all out <laughs> on playing um, players from that position. He's got a couple of bye weeks, so he's going to have to figure that one out. Um, let's go back up to the top here. We got Aaron Rodgers against Drew Brees. I think that's probably a pretty even matchup there. Drew Brees is in the Dome. Should be a huge game. Um, Aaron Rodgers is looking to have a bounce-back game after that stinker against the Chargers. I think both of those guys get about 20 fantasy points. Um, maybe Brees, slight edge. Uh, you look at the you look at the wide receivers here. Um, Mark has Tyler Lockett, who we talked about earlier. Uh, locked and loaded Lockett. Um Sitting Russell yeah, Wilson, I saw that. Interesting. I guess he's afraid of the 49ers. He's worried. Um, Tyler Boyd, you should be afraid of that Baltimore Ravens secondary. Um, Earl Thomas is looking to put a beating on Tyler Boyd. I'm calling it now. A couple big hits in the game. Um, what else we got for receivers? John Brown, Buffalo against Cleveland. Uh, I think that's probably Mark's second best wide receiver on the day. And you see in his flex spot, he has 
Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, who I believe he drafted and has hung on to all year. Um, he has a, a few sprinkled in decent games here and there, but in his last two contests, he's had one reception for four Shit. yards. Um, <laughs> ugly. Um, then you, speaking of ugly, you look at Mark's running backs. He has Kenny <laughs> with uh, David Johnson coming back. I don't think that's a good <laughs> spot there. And also uh, Frank, Frank, the infinite one gore, who is actually in the, in the process of passing the torch along to Devin Football Singletary, who happens to be a Copenhagen Cowboy. Um, so just thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down for Mark. Uh, tough week on the bye. Um, not much to talk about on um, on the Cowboys' side. I mean, Bobby Woods has been relatively disappointing. Might have a decent game uh, against Pittsburgh. You figure they probably focus a lot of their defense on Cooper Football Cup. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Zeke against Minnesota. I think Zeke underperforms. Um, another week without a touchdown for Zeke. Um, but Aaron Jones, I feel like, is going to have a big day against the... Carolina Football Panthers. Uh, he's got Jamison. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, New York Giants. That's going to be, he's going to mop up targets. Um, so big week for Crowder. Juju. Um, he's probably going to see some Jalen Ramsey out there against the Rams. I don't think he's going to have a good game, but I, I still think it's going to be enough to um, defeat these pitiful, um, pitiful hustlers. <laughs> Uh, under coach John Brown <laughs> uh, the score will be uh, I'm going to go 115 to 99.9 okay that would put uh, the How Hungries in first place alright <laughs> alright good Great job pod, boys. good job yeah. guys it's nice to have the OG3 back. I will unfortunately be absent for next week as I am once again being sent all over the fucking globe. So uh, we're taking uh, we're taking bids. If anyone else wants to be featured on the pod next week, uh, let us know because uh, we only have two guys. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Happy to be here as always. Yeah, in the comment section, you know, remember to give us a thumbs up and uh... <laughs> donate. yeah we will see you boys on thursday night for the uh who do we have the niners against who do they play the niners play nope 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 charge my bad you mean next week or this sorry 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 i mean i mean tonight we've got chargers and the raiders oakland and the chargers let's have a good game this week sorry fuji what are you gonna say no nothing i was just gonna no, nothing. Just see you guys. <laughs> all right, boys. Peace <laughs> out. Okay. All right, good pod. Best of luck to all. Bye. <laughs>